Good morning. Let's all stand. Welcome to Sunday morning service. Let's lift up our voices as we sing the solid rock. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest friend, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, each of you in the Lord's house this morning. Last Sunday, I told you when you came to church this morning, things would be torn up as we're rebuilding the platform. Uh, this week, we're going to start replacing carpet through the upper part of the building here. Um, hoping, praying that by the time we get to Easter, we'll have these projects done. Um, but I told the carpenters, I told them, I said, listen, our church is they're flexible. They're, they're not going to get worked up because it's a construction site. Amen? Amen. We're going to come and worship the Lord whether we are on plywood or hardwood. Amen? Amen? Just doesn't matter. Good to have you in God's house. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we come before you and we thank you for your many blessings to us. I pray that you help us to be yielded to you this morning. I pray that you'd help us to honor you from our hearts through our prayers, our songs. Lord, in every way, we want to lift you up. Please minister to our hearts as we come to you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Please be seated. Every tree and flower, the mountains and the oceans, the stars, the moon, the sun, all declare the glory of our God. And we, his people, who are made in his very image, join together with all creation to praise and adore his awesome majesty. Creation sings the Father's song. He calls the sun to wake the dawn and run the course of day. 
upon that cross. You've heard the choir sing it a couple of times, uh, but today we're going to teach you how to sing it together as congregational. Praise team's up here to help me do that as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to just instruct you as we go through the song, I'm going to say, sing out. Okay. Now it's an interlude. Sing out. Okay. So just follow me. I won't leave you hanging high and dry. I promise. All right, here we go.
to die. 
in your Old Testament. Last Sunday I told you when you came things would be torn up a little bit. Um, not because it was going to accidentally just happen, but we've been planning on this and working on this for quite a while to redo the platform and to replace the worn carpet through the upper part of the building. But in order to do those things you have to have a plan, don't you? You have to set a pattern. You've got to have a direction to go, and you've got to work off of a design. And so we did that. Uh, Multi-builders is the guys who are tearing this all out and rebuilding it. Brother Bill Sinks right over here. And so I had met with Bill several, several times, and the trustees and I sat, sat down, met several times on how we're going to rearrange, redesign the platform. Um, John and I went over, you know, where are we going to put music instruments? What are we going to do? All of those things had to be put into place and planned. Makes good sense, amen? I, uh, I've pastored here for 35 years. When we built this platform, I never thought it would come apart. I never thought we would need to take it apart. Never thought I'd be here so long as to remodel it. Uh, this morning when I came walking in, and I was talking to John, some of the people who were getting ready to do music, I noticed over here, that there's just a little bit, a, a, a small piece of luon on that second step up. Bam, I remembered back, back in the year 2000 when we built this, I remembered that the building inspector had come and he took a tape measure and he measured every single step throughout this whole building, measured every one. And he came to this step right here and he said to me, this does not meet Boca Code. And they had given me a Boca Code book. And we had gone up, we had tri truly strove to be sure we met every code. But there was an irregularity to that step. And I told him, are you really going to make me tear out that whole thing? He said, no. But I am going to make you go ahead and add an eighth of an inch to the top of that step right there. And so we put a piece of Luan on there, and he was happy. And so I, when I saw that, it just reminded me back of that conversation uh, back 22 years ago. Where am I going with this? Everything requires a plan, a pattern. When we come to this text here in Exodus chapter 35, we find that God sets a pattern for us to serve him, for us to build with him, for us to grow with him. And as we look at this, we learn from this pattern and apply it to our lives even yet still today. So I'm going to read the text to you, Exodus chapter 35, verses 4 down through 10, and then I'm going to jump over to verse 20 down through 29. But I want you to see with me, and I'm going to show you in here how God sets a pattern for us to follow. Listen to what it says, Exodus 35, verse 4 on down. And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord, whosoever is of a willing heart. Let him bring it, an offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass, and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skins, and dyed red, and uh, badger skins, and shittim wood, and oil for the light, and spices for anointing oil, and for the sweet incense, and onyx stones, and stones to be set in the ephod, and for the breastplate. And every wise-hearted among you shall come, and make all that the Lord hath commanded. Look down with me at verse 20. 
And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. And they came, every one whose heart stirred him up, and every one whom his spirit made willing. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation, and for all his service, and for the holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted and brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets and all jewels of gold, and every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. And every man with whom was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and red skins of rams and badger skins, they brought them. Everyone that did offer an offering of silver, brass, brought the Lord's offering, and every man who, with whom was found shittim wood for any work of service, they brought it. And all the women that were wise-hearted, they did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun, both of blue and of purple and of scarlet and of fine linen. And all the women whose hearts stirred them up in wisdom, they spun goat's hair. And the rulers brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate and spice and oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense. The children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord. Every man and woman whose heart made them willing to bring for all manner of work which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. Let's ask God's blessing. Lord, I pray that as we look into these verses, I pray that you help us to see this model you have set for us to follow. All the way from ancient of days to today, as we serve you together, help us to apply this model to our life, to our worship. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So what is taking place in this text is God is calling the nation of Israel to build the tabernacle. But in order for the tabernacle to be built, it's requiring so, so many pieces, so many parts, so many things will have to be accumulated, so many things will have to be made, everything will have to be put in place. It's going to require the whole congregation of Israel to work together. And God is going to give them detail, great detail on how he wants it made. In fact, in the Bible Hour right now, we're in the middle of a series on the tabernacle and all the elements and how it was made and what it all symbolizes. But here you find Moses bringing the message to the people that they might understand what is required for them to come together for the work of the Lord. The first thing I want you to see is he sets for them a, pa a pattern of spirit or attitude. Because whether it was 22 years ago when we built this building, or today when we tear parts apart and rebuild, we as a congregation, we come with a heart, an attitude, a spirit that should honor and glorify God. Amen? Amen. I mean, you could come in this morning and say, oh man, I like that old carpet better. Well, you don't even know what's going on here yet. But we could do that, couldn't we? Or we could come in and say, boy, the building smells like construction today. And you're right, it does a little bit. I mean, we can come in with a negative spirit or a negative attitude, can't we? Or we can follow the pattern God set. Look with me, because I'm going to show you that God stirred their hearts. They had willing hearts, and they had wise hearts. So we find all within these verses, him addressing their spirit, their attitude towards the work of God. Look with me at verse 21 in our text there of Exodus chapter 35. It says, and they came everyone whose heart stirred him up. You see, these people were in tune with the Lord. God's speaking to them. He's stirring their hearts about the work of the Lord, about building the tabernacle, about getting ready to give offering and sacrifice to God, and their hearts are stirred up. Look at verse 26. And all the women's whose hearts stirred them up, in wisdom they spun goat's hair. God was stirring their hearts. 
And you and I, as, as the Victory Baptist Church family, you and I that have come together to worship and honor God, I ask you, are you listening to God stir your heart? Are you willing to let God stir your heart about what He's doing in your house and in your family and in your community? God is at work, just as He was at the time of Moses. And He wants to stir hearts. But if we're not careful... We can be a little bit like, don't stir me, Lord. I'm busy. I I can't afford to be involved. I just got to go about my business. I don't want to know, Lord. No, we need to have open hearts. Lord, stir my heart. Stir my soul. Help me to have that spirit, that attitude of openness to you. Look what takes place, verse 5 in our text. It says, take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord, whosoever is of a what? What are those next two words? A willing heart. Don't you love that? I love a willing heart, don't you? I just love it when folks say, yes, yeah, let me me jump in there. Let me help. I, I love it when you say to a boy or a girl, you know, let's do this and this, and they're just willing, they're ready to jump in and make it happen. Isn't that always exciting and fun? Well, it's the same thing with God. The Lord looks down to us and he stirs our heart. He is looking for that attitude, that spirit of willingness. Look at verse 21 again. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone whom his spirit made what? Willing. Look at verse 22. And they came, both men and women, as many as were what? Willing-hearted. You and I need to come willing. Look at verse 29. He says it again. The children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord. It's so interesting through this text how many times he talks to us about having that willing heart. You and I each day, every day that we start our lives, We should listen for that stirring and we should be willing. Whatever it is that we're going about as we approach our day, Lord, I hear you and I'm willing to follow you. I know Katie works for the military. When they call, you got to jump, right? It's kind of that way with the Lord. When he calls in our heart, we should be saying, yes, sir. A willing heart. But look as we come down here. Look, look with me, if you would, at the next one. And that is that he talks about the people having a wise heart. And I love that attitude of, of, of taking what God has given us and looking at it and saying to ourselves, you know what, I can use what I can do for the Lord. That wise heart. Listen to what he says in verse 10, if you would, in our text. It says, And every wise-hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord hath commanded. And when you look down at verse 25, And all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun. And he talks in here about the men coming and all those that were wise-hearted. They came and they did this or they did that. What that simply means is those who took their life skills and they used them for the glory of God. Now, who are we talking about here? We're talking about the people of Israel. And where had these people been? They had been in slavery. They had been in Egypt because they have just gotten free and God is just getting ready to build the tabernacle. So they had learned all kinds of skills while they were in Egypt. Now, not under the the best circumstances. They were slaves. This was not like a a place where they're paying you to go learn. This is a place where they are barely keeping you alive and working you like a dog. But God was using what they were learning for what he had for them down the road. So they're learning all these skills of weaving fine linen. He's teaching them the skills of hammering and forging brass. He's teaching them how to make boards out of just logs. He's going to teach them how to make boards, 
while they're slaves in Egypt. And all these things are going to be required in the work of God. Sometimes we forget that, you know what, the Lord has given us a lot of skills that we should be willing to use for him, whatever they may be. You might say, well, I don't know, Pastor, I can't weave goat's hair. Well, neither can I, and probably you'll never need to in your lifetime. But maybe the Lord has taught you how to be an encourager, a prayer warrior, a giver, a helper. Maybe he's taught you how to be a teacher. Maybe he's taught you how to run a vacuum. How many of you men know how to run a vacuum? I wanted to ask you because your wife needed to see that. (laughs) But you know, we have a lot of life skills that we can say to the Lord, Lord, here I am, use me. And we, in our wisdom of what God has given us and whatever that is, our communication skills, our caring skills, our labor skills, our whatever skills, we just simply go to the Lord and say, Here I am, Lord. Yes, sir. I have a willing heart. These folks, the pattern was set. The pattern begins with simply having the right spirit or attitude. But as we come down through the text, we see that they have a pattern of generosity or sacrifice that seems to be built within them. They are folks who are willing to give of what they have, their time their talents, their finances. Look at what goes on as we come down into this text. Verses uh, verses 4 down through 10, we see that God requested a part from all of them. All of them. He wanted them all to jump in and have a part. Look at verse 4 again. And Moses spake unto the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, this is the thing which the Lord commanded. So who's he talking to? He's talking to the whole congregation, isn't he? He's not just talking to uh, the leaders of every tribe. He's not talking to just the men. He's not talking to just the ladies. He's talking to the whole congregation. And he says, all of us need to hear this pattern, this model that God has for us. He talks about the spirit and the attitude. But here he's going to talk to them about that generosity, that sacrifice of giving our time, our talents, our heart to the Lord. He comes down in verse 5, it says, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it. And he begins to go down through and he lists out for them. He says gold, silver, brass, blue, purple, and scarlet, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skin dyed red, badger skin, shittim wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, sweet incense, onyx stones, stones to be set for the ephod, ephod and breastplate. Uh, and then he goes on farther and he talks about them bringing their talents, their skills. But in order to bring, you have to have that stirred, willing, and wise heart. So he's asking them to reach down deep in their generosity and to give unto the Lord. He's not going to talk to them about just bringing their items. He's going to talk to them about bringing their heart and their service. You and I as a church family, every Every Sunday we come, we bring our tithes and offerings to the Lord. And I commend our church family for having that open heart, that willingness to yield to God. But then throughout the week, we have in and out of the building all the time, people who are just serving the Lord. They may be coming in to to work on staff at the preschool or in the office or all of that. But then there are other people who just come and do other things. They snow blow snow or they shovel snow or they they vacuum or whatever it may be. Years ago, I remember one of the one of the couples in the church said to me, "Pastor, I noticed the window sills in the church when we built the building. Well, you can they were being gracious cuz they weren't done well. They said you can see some of the wood putty and stuff." I said, "I know it." It really doesn't look very good. 
And they said, would you mind if we came in just when we want to, and we're going to sand all these windowsills, restain them and poly them. I said, really? Yeah. I said, isn't it going to make a mess? We're not going to make a mess, Pastor. And do you know, over months of time, they came in and they just sanded all of these ones that weren't done quite right. And they did a beautiful job. Now, almost nobody even knew they came in and did that. But they did it years ago because they wanted to do it for the Lord. That's a gift. That's an offering unto God. Amen? And that is the pattern set going all the way back into the Old Testament. That pattern of you and I coming with, yes, that stirred and willing and wise heart, but that pattern of generosity of sacrifice, being willing to do what it is that God has called us to do. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, the Lord Jesus Christ is talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees. And he says to them, he says, you know, you brought your tithes and offerings. He says, that you ought to have done. But you need to ne not neglect the weightier matters. Meaning that, yes, we should bring our tithes and offerings. But, yes, we need to really also bring our right heart and our worship and our faith. It, they're tied together, aren't they? As we look at this text, we understand that God is stirring both men and women. He's asking them to come with a willing heart. And it's even interesting, as you come down to verse 27, he specifically points out the rulers, the leaders. Verse 22, listen to what it says again. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted. Because I don't ever want you to think, well... Men don't count at church, or women don't count at church, or kids don't count at church, or senior citizens don't count, or... Listen, you all count. Every one of us are part. We are all part of the church family, and we all matter. And that's exactly what was taking place with the congregation then. All of them came with a willing heart. All of them mattered before the Lord. But it is interesting when you come down a little bit farther in the text. Verse 27, listen to what he says. And the rulers brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate. Talking about the breastplate that the high priest would wear, that ephod with stones in it. It says that the leaders of the nation of Israel, they participated too. You see, nobody is too important, and nobody is so unimportant. God wants us all to follow his pattern, that pattern of coming with the right heart, that pattern of being a people who generously, sacrificially give to God our time, our talent, yes, sometimes our finances. He just wants us to have that heart that yields to him. As we come down a little bit farther in the text, we find the third thing, and that is that we find a pattern set for service, even submission. There's a willingness to just say, you know what, I'm willing to serve. Not only am I willing to give, not, am I, not only do I have a willing heart, but I'm willing to be a servant. One of the things as pastors, when I deal with much younger pastors, guys who are just going into the ministry and, and trying to, to help them, mentor them, I try to remind them often, don't ever forget, your primary role is a servant. That's what we are. We are pastors, under-shepherds of the Lord Jesus Christ to care for the flock. I mentioned how that I have beef cows. Beef cows require one thing from me, me to serve them. I mean, it almost looks like they're in charge. You know, they look up from the shed out back and Sandra Jo drives us both crazy because they'll look up and they'll go, Burr! it's like a command. 
bring me water. I want more grain. I need a new bale of hay. Brrr. And what do I have to do? I've got to walk up to that back window. Yes, sir. So this morning, before I ever get to start my day, I'm down there giving those guys grain. I'm their servant. Now, the benefit of beef cows is they pay back later. So there's a, there's, there's a little return in all that. But we won't go there. But you and I, in our hearts and in our lives, God is looking for that, that attitude of service, that submission. When you look at verse 10 in our text this morning, it says, And every wise-hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord hath commanded. He says, you'll come because you have a heart wise before God. Wise in what he has given you. And he says, come, come and make this for the glory of God. So all of a sudden, by the sweat of their brow, they're down there forging brass instruments for the uh, sacrificial altar. They're down there hewing wood to make boards to go ahead and build the inner part of the holy place and the holy of holies. They're making staves to bear the instruments of the tabernacle. They're going ahead and weaving curtains. And they're doing this as a servant. Isn't it wonderful to just serve? I tell, I was just talking to somebody here the other day. And I told them, you will never learn so much as when you simply teach. When you teach, you constantly learn. I constantly learn as I teach. And I, I've been in the ministry a long time. Just this, this series, this, we're, we're doing this series right here on the tabernacle of God. And uh, I took notes. And, and then I've, I've got another book that I'm reading to help prepare off of my notes. And as I'm reading that, I'm thinking, wow, I never thought of that. In fact, one of the little things I read this, just this week was how that the the brazen altar was made of shit and wood overlaid by brass and I read an article about modern day engineers discovered that if you take wood and you overlay it with brass and you seal it properly it will be able to withstand up to 1500 degrees for an hour wow never thought that before just learn that I learn constantly by simply being a servant, by saying, yes, Lord, show me, help me, help me to learn that I might teach. There's so many opportunities for us all to serve God, not only at our church, but in our community, in all the things that we do, the places we go, the, uh, the opportunities that God opens in your life. As you just say, yes, Lord, I'm willing to serve. I don't have to always be in charge. Some of, us, some of us are somewhat born leaders, but there's never a good leader who can't learn to follow. You have to be able to step back and say, let me do my part. Let me, let me help vacuum. Let me, let me help put the platform back together. Let me. We are all servants. And we find that throughout the scriptures, he is setting for us a pattern of life to have the right attitude or spirit, to have generous, sacrificial hearts, to be that person who's willing to serve or submit to the things of God. We find when we come over to Exodus chapter 36, an amazing thing happens as you read down through it. And I'm not going to read to you the whole chapter as you go down through Exodus 36, but you find that the people begin to bring. They begin to do. They begin to work. They're making the curtains. They're making the fine linen. They're forging. They're cutting. They're forming. They're building. And they do the job. And the amazing thing is, when it's all said and done, Moses says to them, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, stop. 
You've brought too much. We have more than we need. We're good. Isn't that great? I remind us as a church once in a while, I try to remind us all because I need to remember too, that all that we see here is a miracle of the Lord. It's all a miracle. Back 35 years ago when I came here, it was just an old antique shop. But before that, Victory Baptist Church started in the library on Main Street in Virgins. Just a little assembly of people. And then they rented different buildings, but they worked together to reach people for Christ. Then they bought this land on the hilltop here with an old fallen down antique shop. And this, this turned out to be such a wonderful piece of property. God unfolded miracle after miracle after miracle throughout the decades and decades. The church was started in 1969. This building right here was built in the year 2000. And here we are now, rebuilding and remodeling. But God can, continues to provide. You know, when we went into COVID, oh, I looked at John, I said, oh, man, alive. We're going to have to, we're going to have to live stream everything. But do you know that God had already had us live streaming? We'd been live streaming for years, pretty primitive. You know, we had a guy back there with a hand crank thing and <laughs> not that bad. But we had already been live streaming. And so for us, it was a matter of just upgrading and increasing and we worked together, got the right equipment. And, and now really, when I, if I'm sick at home and I live stream, I'm amazed at how good that live streaming is. God was preparing all along. You and I as a church are blessed. We are blessed. And God has given us a pattern to follow. And that pattern is to have the right spirit and attitude. To have a pattern of generosity and sacrifice, which we have seen through the years. And for all of us to serve. To simply serve and submit to the Lord. In whatever capacity he calls us to, we just submit. Because he is God and we are not. He's called each of us to salvation. The text I'm showing you is the text of the building of the tabernacle. The tabernacle's whole purpose was to bring the people to a place of submission and faith that they might find salvation in God. And you and I this morning, we have gathered together because we are a people who have come to seek and know the true and living God. And by faith, we look to that sacrifice, that offering on Calvary of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we accept him, when we submit and yield and say, yes, Lord, I'm a sinner. I accept you as the Savior. He gives us eternal life. We are blessed. It is just good to be in God's house. Amen? Amen. As we're dismissed, I need to meet for just a few minutes with the people who are planning to go to the Sight and Sound trip in April. We're going to go down to the play there and we're going to come back and stop some. It's during, just during the school break. But I just need to, meet, need to meet with you for a couple minutes. If you could just come right here when we're dismissed, we'll meet with you and then we'll let you go. Amen. This evening's service, we're going to be dealing with miracles. We're going to look at the big miracles God does. And we're going to talk about that in our lives too. Just this morning, I was talking to a miracle. Right in our foyer, I was talking to a miracle. We'll talk about that tonight at church. So come tonight, 6 o'clock, evening service. Brother John has a dismissal chorus. I'm going to close us in prayer right now. Lord, I pray that you be with us as we go forth. Please give us safety. Help us to honor you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Child forever I am Pretty 